Hi, this is Alex Hicken with the American Bros podcast. Um, we are recording the first official, kind of the first official episode. It's been about a month or so since we published on the American Bros podcast. We're live on Zoom, kind of, not really. <laughs> we are live but we're live to each other we can see each other on each zoom other. and that's a step in the right direction yeah the season five is on youtube and we'll have a weekly or a monthly podcast on the bacon bros <laughs> and a, a weekly live stream on the talk to you later show <laughs> um Last week we talked about having a uh, a new theme song for season five, and Nick had <laughs> something. Do you have anything to say about that? Uh, well, I, I tweeted a video of what I was working on. Um, you put you posted it out to both Kyler and I to make some music for the theme song. We both went in pretty different directions. Um, mine, his was. His is like a kind of electronic beat. Mine's more of an orchestral kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, to be honest, I wasn't really sure. It wasn't totally designed to just be a theme for the show, but it's what I was working on at the time. And I was like, hey, this could work. Um, but I don't, I need to finish it up and send it to you. So I guess I shouldn't ramble on about it until it can be used on the episodes if people have a chance to hear it. But just kind of, you know, a couple of riffs uh, with some strings and some brass and whatever else in my orchestral library so uh, that'll be fun but i'm i'm working on a new um a new song actually that i sent trevor the other day uh, which is pretty fun trevor described it as kind of a spooky pirate song so we'll see nice. but i I'm, I'm pretty into that one so i'm, I'm excited to share that maybe with it, maybe I'll, I'll do more over the weekend and be able to share it you, share it with you guys over the next podcast or something yeah uh yeah Last time we joked about you guys having to endure this podcast and how Nick's theme is kind of a pirate theme, so it might feel more adventurous to listen to the podcast. <laughs> I know, it's funny because it sounds pretty, at least the music I was working on, sounds pretty, it's pretty bombastic and pretty swashbuckling, so it's this big kind of dramatic thing, and here we are. Um Hey, we're pretty cool people, but I don't know if that's exactly the same feeling. You know, this big swashbuckling strings melody, and then you have like us hanging out here on Zoom talking about technology. So, hey, maybe uh -huh. it's appropriate, maybe it's not, but that's how I live my life. So, swashbuckling music, that's what it is. Yeah. How's your week going, Trevor? Swashbuckling. Inventful. Uh, yeah. Inventful <laughs> in what ways? Uh, a couple ways. Um, uh, rodents and uh, cars getting knocked out of him. Fun stuff. Well, did you let you, you resolve the car problem, but did you resolve the rodent problem? Um, so this morning I saw him picking at the food bait thing. It's not food, it's poison. Um, but hopefully he ate enough so that he doesn't come back alive dies yeah hmm. yeah i was wondering if you did anything like let the cat in or something 
yeah, the cat kind of just like it's he like said hi and then, let the cat in. I mean, or both. Except you don't want the cat to eat. Do, do sorry, do cats, cats eat don't the eat mice. You just play with him, right? Mm-hmm. I've never seen a cat actually eat a mouse, right? We had a couple of mice or rats like a... or something at work. And I'm really tempted to let in the feral cats to let them do it. Like, I'm like, hmm, we could put traps here or we could let Cheeto in and Cheeto could just go catch all the mice. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Give an excuse for Cheeto to come in. Yeah, Cheeto, I actually don't really like cats, but the other juniors like cats. So, <laughs> today I work, yeah. I had uh, my computer said, oh, you could update to Windows 11. And uh, yeah, it took like an hour to update, maybe two hours to completely update everything. <laughs> so my my day was a little slow at first. Have uh, you noticed any, like what's the first one or two major differences? Have you noticed anything good or bad about Windows 11 that's really stood out to you? Because obviously there are new features, but is there anything in particular that off. really stands out as this is a, your first impression of that OS? Um, I think it's kind of the same feel as Windows 10. I liked having the big uh, icons pop up on the screen so I could just choose from them quickly. I didn't really like having the little tiny Windows thing in the corner and just... Like the star to... menu, you mean? The yeah. Change there. <laughs> it's been many years since I've seen that. I, I usually have the full screen thing. I like that. And... I like it how it comes up in the middle and all my icons and stuff. So it's kind of the same feeling as Windows 10 for me. Uh, From the outside, I'm somebody who, I mean, I have to use Windows at work where we have a few, we have a mix of Windows and Macs, but uh, I do have to use Windows for various things at work. And I, it's functional for most, for most of what we do. It's functional, but it's not like particularly elegant and it's not, it feels like using an old OS and part of, I haven't really looked into Windows 11, but part of my impression of it is that it's trying to modernize some of the UI. But at the end of the day, it's funny to me that they still have certain preference panes or certain dialog boxes or whatever that still look kind of like Windows XP or Windows Vista or whatever it was. I mean, that's an OS that they, they, they have a really hard time just saying, okay, we're going to go all the way to this new design or all the way to this new technology. It's I, I don't own 100% blame them for that. You know, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of their customers, whether it's the users or the companies that buy them for their users, they use it, they buy this because they, they want the backwards compatibility. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's an expectation that not, maybe not everything will change all at once, but it is, part of me is like, come on, just what, what would you do if you could make an OS that wasn't encumbered by decades of backwards compatibility and Mm -hmm. that's not realistic i mean people love windows for that you can run all these kinds of apps and stuff but that's one of the things i appreciate about appreciate about my macs or whatever Mm -hmm. other operating systems that can do that is that you can have something that for the most part can make pretty big changes and does them over like in in an overarching sense doesn't just hey we've updated the look for half of the apps here but the rest of them don't look new they look super old from 20 years ago i mean I don't know. Usually when Apple or something makes a change, it's like, okay, now all the apps have rounded window, rounded corners of the windows versus windows. It's like, Oh, most of our UI looks this way. But then if you go into this obscure preference pane, it looks like it's from 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm glad they're trying to 
modernize it a little bit. I think it looks, I want to say it looks more modern. Maybe I think it just looks more Mac-like, but regardless, um, Windows 11 looks look a little less stale. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of lucky that I did get the update because uh, our company kind of has like a weird culture where we just kind of hack into people's computers kind of and send emails from other people's accounts. <laughs> They've been pretty good about not using my account to email other people, but they kind of felt like they could email from my account because I use somebody else's account. It's, I don't know. So one thing that I did is that I made it so that my computer turns off every minute that I am like not paying attention. So when, if I leave, it turns off pretty quickly. <laughs> and that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate when people, I get where I work. Um, it, it's not nearly as important because we don't, we don't all, all the people that I work with, we don't, we're not really supposed to 100% take on one job ourselves. It's usually supposed to be like our business is doing it. So whoever can help you will help you. But um, I have my own account in Slack or whatever for our internal messaging with, with our main production facility. And even then I'm thinking to myself, I kind of don't want to log in on this computer because if I do, I know the juniors are going to like send messages with my account on accident. Yeah. And then it's going to look like I'm saying it. And mm-hmm. I, I just have a thing against like, if I'm going to, if it's going to say it's from me, it has to be from me. You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't like having, <laughs> even if it's a mundane message, I just prefer, I prefer like send it from your own account if you have to, but, if it says it's coming from Nick, I, I want it to have come from me directly. Unless I specifically say, okay, send it from my account to whoever I'm talking to. But I don't know. I'd like to have, yeah. if, if, it's, if it's from me, it should be from me. Yeah, I say it's Makes lucky sense. that I got the Windows 11 update because if I did this one minute lock or go to sleep thing on Windows 10, every like time i have to restart i'd have to like reorganize my windows and programs and stuff and with windows 11 it does it automatically so it'll yeah with the different monitors i have two other monitors with With windows Windows, does it when you log out or when it when it locks the screen does it reset all your windows yeah usually it brings them all to like the original like screen (laughs) like if you have a laptop so everything is just fallen back into the one screen and have to put it back over to the other screens makes no sense i mean again like i i, <laughs> I will be this this podcast resident resident apple fanboy but like when i have had multiple displays plugged in my mac you wake it up and all the windows are where you expect them to be that makes no <laughs> sense why would they all reset i mean i don't know but yeah that's uh, maybe there's a good reason you. maybe there's a bad reason but there must be some reason for that because i cannot that's a good that's a total killer productivity oh let me let me have Two or three displays open here. Oh, oh, I had to put my computer to sleep. Oh, I guess I have to rearrange my windows. Like, what a rearrange your windows on Windows. No, let's not do that. Yeah. So it's good timing to get Windows 11. <laughs> I would have to like reorganize my programs way too often. <laughs> it was interesting. I was reading a little bit about Windows 11. Other, other than the new design, isn't it that they're one of the notable things is that to upgrade to Windows 11, you have to have a CPU or a computer of a recent enough age. Like you can't, it's not really compatible with really old PCs like some of other Windows versions were. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the exact cutoff off the top of my head, but it was, I heard that it was like, you have to have a, a, an Intel CPU, for instance, with a with support for a certain feature to be able to do it. Um, 
that's really vague but in general i just meant like i think they're trying to they're trying to make it it's sort of an incentive to upgrade to a new machine you know like get all the get windows 11 or all these new features as long as you have a computer made within the last three or four years or whatever it is but part of me is like oh that's annoying but part of me is like okay you know they've done for so long you've been able to install windows on on tons of hardware so if they want to make it if they want to encourage people to upgrade to new machines i'm a little bit okay with that because the new machine a 2021 computer 2022 computers way it's leagues better than one that was made five or ten years ago so hopefully hopefully people with the means are able to upgrade yeah there's a few weird things that aren't working for me um the wid- there's a, they have a widget pane it's just you click widgets or something <laughs> or swipe on the side and you get these widgets and that is not working for me and another thing that's huh. kind of weird is that every single time it goes to sleep the brightness on my laptop like resets to be the brightest so i always have to turn it down whenever i wake it back up again <laughs> that's that's annoying but that's just a bug probably so hopefully yeah. somebody whether it's microsoft or the manufacturer of your laptop somebody can fix that i mean yeah. There will always be, with, with support for so many different computers, there must be bugs that have to get fixed. So as much as I like shitting on it, like, <laughs> that's, that's, hopefully that'll get fixed and be fine. Everybody has problems. Yeah. Yeah. You're lucky, Trevor, in, in a way. Like, you have a job that you don't have to use computers at, so you don't have to get, you don't have to deal with them. I mean, I guess maybe use them for ringing people up um, at retail yeah, or at I'm the only- restaurant. Ever using it to basically if I'm ordering food for myself, uh, and then if I am doing front of house, I'm just using the POS system. It's probably some like uh built in like on a chip like system of like on a little monitor or something. It's, I mean, not it's probably like honestly, a, it's probably running Windows 2000 or Windows maybe. XP or or Windows it's 7. Probably it's probably linked like, like a, a server somewhere in yeah. the restaurant and then being sent out everywhere. So that's what we have where I work too. We have it's like Windows 2000 is the back end or something or Windows 7. I forget which one it is, but the software we use is hosted on a off-site from where I am. So it's really slow. It has to go through the internet and VNC back into the servers of the main lab. And it's like it's whenever I whenever I'm training new people, I always tell people, okay, so we're gonna enter this order into the system now. Type, 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 type. Now wait. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, wait, 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 wait. It has to load. Wait longer. Okay, if it's doing this, that means you have to wait more. Okay, now that means that means it's saved. What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh well, see that number there? Yeah, that means it's it's, it's actually gonna work. You have to wait five more seconds. It's like insane. So. I we've learned how to to work with it, which is would, uh, fine. But it's it's really one of those things you have to start like you you get your whole interaction with people when you're like at my POS system. It's like I start talking to the customer, and already as I try to get their information, like oh, what's your phone number, and I can look up their account in our system while they're talking to me because I can't like I'm just gonna do this all behind the scenes. Oh yeah, yeah, the weather's great. Oh awesome, it's been stormy. Okay, whatever. And like while they're doing that, I'm like furiously like using the computer to try to get this thing to load. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so Windows 11, that's cool that you got that. I mean, um, it's a free update. sounds like it's been all right. Yeah, so seen, the programs look more fresh. It 
not that special just a little more fresh that's about it <laughs> like the paint app and the calculator no like every app everything looks a little more fresh <laughs> okay rounded corners <laughs> it seems I know, like it's so the... funny how it used to be you know let's let's make something very incredibly flat and hard-edged and hard lines and everything a very uh Let's let's reduce UI. and all of our stuff, yeah. And then now it's like, oh, let's um, let's round our corners. And I'm not actually no, I will be that guy. Like one, a year ago, Apple was like, oh, let's add even more rounded corners to macOS. Let's make it more like the the iPad. And like now, coincidentally, Microsoft is like, oh, let's round the corners of our UI. That's pretty great. It's like <laughs> coincidentally, hmm. Google does it with. Um... What is it? Material U also. I mean, it's kind of fine. Like we all we all want change. Whether it's to I I still love the Metro UI from Windows. I mean, I'm an Apple fanboy through and through. But I loved my Windows Phone. I mean, like when Metro the flat UI was really it was really cool. Um, that said, people just want something. They want change every couple of years, right? That keeps things fresh. So that's a good freshness thing. It's not really yeah. What's objectively better it's more like well we gotta make it look like it's something new so yeah it reminds me sometimes at work i'm talking about um whatever topic with my boss and i'm kind of i guess i call myself the second in command where i work i mean there's like my boss and there's me and when we have opinions about whatever whatever project we're working on whether it's honestly any project i'll, I'll say something and then i'll say i'll make a really impassioned argument and then i'll say well there is there's an opposite argument that somebody can make saying this. I'm saying my argument, but I understand there's another way to view it. So it's up to you now to decide whose you value whose argument you value more. I'm pretty sure that I'm correct, but I, I acknowledge there's other ways to do it. So it's sort of like all these different UIs, right? You can have a totally flat UI, like this metro UI of these panes that are crisp and completely square and whatever, or you can have, you know, a 2003 mac os ui where everything is aqua and 3d and lickable and whatever and uh, some people would argue that one or the other is a lot more uh, tasteful but at the end of the day it's kind of a taste thing right like you could say hey i'm right this is better than that or this is better than that um i don't know it's just funny like uh, sometimes there are things that are objectively just hey this is better looking but other, other times it really is just like who gets to decide? And some, right now it seems to be that we're going back to some a little bit more rounded rectangles. We're going back to a little more depth in our UI because we've had like what three or four or five years of really flat UI. So it's, it's interesting to watch it change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to have my uh, Pixel phone available but I have to wait for it to reach my house from the house ahead of me. So my um, experience is going to be delayed for a day. But next podcast, I will, um, uh, I guess, give my first impressions and a review of uh, my first week with the phone. Yeah, it'll be cool. I mean, I've, I've read a little bit actually about the new Pixel. It seems like a nice phone, uh, good camera and all that. So hopefully that 
I'm sure that your experience with it will be awesome. I mean, like it's one of the flagship phones you can buy now, so it's going to be nice. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like everything sounds good, but the fingerprint sensor may be a little slow. It, they said it's I like, mean, positioned pretty well, but yeah. I don't know if, if you care too much as about fast as speed. Any other phone? If it's not faster, I mean, I don't really care. It's what what's the second? It's faster than putting in whatever four digit code you have. So, yeah. I'm sorry, I missed the yeah. last like 25 seconds of that. I was changing out my super old AirPods because the battery was dying to some wired headphones. But well, what was that conversation really quick? Well, oh, I was just he was just saying like, oh, everything sounded good. Except for a maybe a slight, slightly slower maybe fingerprint sensor, uh, and I was saying, well, it's faster than beats the input of having to put in a four-digit number. So for me, it's, it's not a if that is a, an issue. It's it's more of a non-issue. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know how fast that is, but. That's true, honestly. It's it's if it's faster than typing in a passcode, or if it's more convenient, <laughs> it's worth it. You know, I mean, I feel that sometimes even with my, uh, like, when I'm on my phone at work, I have a mask on, and then my my phone takes an extra half second to unlock because it has to contain like it has the Apple Watch unlock or whatever, which is really nice, but it still takes like maybe half a second. It bugs me a little bit, but then I realize I'm I'd much rather wait just a little bit than have to like type in my passcode. So. Sometimes the convenience is really what trumps everything, right? Like you'd rather wait just you know a little bit of time and have it work than have to actually type something in yourself. Yeah. 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 So I did get my Pixel Buds A. I haven't opened that. It's sitting right there, uh, over yonder. But um, it's like maybe Google I'll. Version of AirPods, right? Uh, yeah, it's like a second generation but it's not as fancy in some ways but it's just as good in most of the ways so it's like a, a re, it's like a version two but it's not like particularly better or worse it's just like a different version did you have the first ones yeah and then i lost one down the by the trash <laughs> Well, I guess in, in that sense, you need a new pair anyway. But like, <laughs> are there are there upgrades from the ones that you had? Um, I guess it's all rubber and uh, fits better in your ear, so that's good. Uh, besides that, it's pretty much the same. Well, you know what? Yeah. I guess if you have a, a pair of them, that's gonna be better than having one of them. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and it it's Google, so work best with their own product. So I'm excited to see the one would hope, yeah, synergy and uh, how, synergy how everything does. Synergy. <laughs> so yeah, that's my uh, preview. I guess I haven't even opened them. So I read an interesting camera review of the pixel the new pixel phone versus the iphone 13 and uh, mm. it seemed like they're were, they're were kind of neck and neck 
you know, there were some features that were better. I heard, I read from that one article that night mode on the iPhone is better, but they said the portrait mode cutouts are better on the Pixel. Um, and the, yeah, the wide the angle phone photos were like pretty similar. You know, they just take different approaches to color rendering. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I would I would not be surprised if out of all the phones you can buy, the iPhone 13 and the Pixel 6 Pro are like the best. If you're really interested in, in cameras, those are probably the two best options for you right now, depending on what you like to use. Um, I guess, I'm sure the Samsung cameras are good too, but it, I don't know. Like if I had to use Android, I would definitely buy a Pixel phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I bought a Pixel phone, so I will test it out compared to my other OnePlus 9 Pro. Your, your other so. flagship phone from like six months ago. Yeah, from this year it's old now. It's like yeah, five I years old. One nice thing tech. about Apple phones, like if I spend that much money on a high-end iPhone Pro, at least I have it. I know that I have like one year where it's going to be the current phone. <laughs> I don't have to worry about buying a phone like six or eight months later. Yeah, unless you like for some reason want to get an iPhone Mini. I'm tempted. I fucking love that thing. If it had the if it had the portrait lens, I would be over. I'd totally buy the small one. These, these these even the normal size iPhone Pro is still like a little too big. Look at that. Ugh. Give me a smaller phone with the best camera, and that's what I'll buy. Maybe they'll have an iPhone um, Pro Max and Pro Mini. <laughs> I wish. If they could give me even make it like a couple millimeters thicker, give it a good battery. And like, I would prefer that every time I go back and hold my iPhone six or iPhone five or iPhone four, especially, I'm like, this is tiny and delicious. This is amazing. (laughs) Give me a little, it's delicious. Give me this little tiny phone. I mean, it's funny though, really to go back to like an iPhone four or something. Those things were like really small. Like nowadays they seem tiny. But back in the day, they were kind of normal. You just get this iPhone. But I don't, we're so used to like five and six inch displays now that are pretty large. Um, I don't know. I just, I hold, once in a while, I go back to my old devices. And I'm like, this is really nice. I can hold, I can fit the whole thing in one hand without stretching my thumb too much. But everybody wants a big phone. So here we are with these large, extra, Think- supersized phones. <laughs> Finger mm-hmm. gymnastics. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I have pretty long fingers. I guess I can do it, but still, I'd prefer a slightly smaller screen, I guess. Yeah. Well, yesterday, uh, Aura announced the Generation 3 of the rings. Um, True. I didn't, re- I didn't realize this, but uh, this is, yeah, this is their third product, and they release a new version, it seems like every three years. So that's kind of interesting, I think. It's kind of uh, a long time in this whole technology world. Three years. Yeah. And uh, so is the ring that you're wearing right now a three year old model? Yeah, it is. <laughs> how, I, this is totally, kind of, well, it's kind of unrelated, but how does that charge? Do you charge? Does it have like a the standard, like a, some sort of USB plug, or does it have a different a proprietary plug? Because it's so small, a ring. You'd think it would have some mm-hmm. other method of charging. It kind of has a little stand that you stick it on and it charges it. 
So nice. it's not just like a plug. Like it's built in just it's specific to the ring. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds like it'd be a hassle to like find a way to plug it in if you had to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you wear, I mean, most of, most of the time you're probably at your own house, right? So you keep your charger plugged in and you just plug it in at night, right? Or whenever, how many days it works. Yeah, the charging is not inconvenient. Um, some of the new features, it has the regular sleep monitoring and it helps you know how well you sleep and how well ready you are for the day and if you recovered well. But some of the other things that it added, um, it added a a green LED light, so it enables it to uh, monitor your heart rate day and night for some yeah. reason. That's and... what the standard is, I guess, for most. Yeah, I don't know why. It's Maybe they're just conserving on electricity or maybe, I don't know, just... But the next one is that they have a, a red LED light that'll be used to tracking your uh, blood oxygen level at nighttime. So it'll help them it'll add the data to people <laughs> so they can know how ready they are in the day and stuff. <laughs> Extra data for that. <laughs> but another one thing that's like completely unique is that they have uh, seven temperature sensors. Seven sounds like a lot for something that's just on your finger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll track your health and it's more predictive also. They pitch that if you're a woman, it'll help you track or predict your menstrual cycle and you could see the progress and you may know like when you're going to have your period Hmm. more accurately than just maybe you may have an app where you know what have you notice something yeah and it also for like normal people <laughs> for, for, I'm sorry. So for women and for normal people. Fine. For men. Uh, Thank you. That's better. Okay. But it's 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 also for girls also. <laughs> if uh if it also uses the temperature sensor to see your health that like they might see maybe a your heart goes down or and your temperature goes up and they may predict that you're getting sick before you any, feel any symptoms. So they might, you might get warned that you're getting sick so you could take precautions or. I think that take- some of those things are pretty cool. You know, like there's lots of biological stuff with us, whether we're getting sick or we're feeling stressed or we need to go to sleep or there's all these things that, we think we know when those things are happening. Um, but I think a lot of the time, a lot of us have either trained ourselves to ignore that feeling or to dismiss that feeling. I think that if we have some technology to, to tell us, hey, you're, you are getting, you're, you're, there's a 90% chance of you're getting sick right now. Or there's, you know, a, um, 
there's a very large chance that right now you're you don't have enough sleep or there's a large chance that you whatever it is you know if, if they're pretty if they if these metrics can tell you that something is different with your body i think a lot of people that'd be eye-opening for a lot of people because a lot of us just go on with our days and we go oh hey i can get along with four or five hours of sleep or i can i can go along with you know, I, I feel all right, but you know, all right might still mean, Hey, you're sick and you have to relax. I mean, it's, it's one of those, for instance, I, I think interestingly enough, Tim Cook said it recently when he was talking about Apple fitness or something. And he said like with the Apple watch, Hey, I thought I was doing a lot of activity, but then I realized, Hey, I wasn't maybe doing as much as I thought I was doing, you know, because yeah. once you have metrics, you can see just how much you're doing. So I think that applies to other stuff too. Things you don't think about in my breathing well enough you know hey i have asthma is my <laughs> is my blood oxygen high enough or whatever it is you, know, you might not always think about it but then if you're if you have something tracking that all the time um that gives you another metric i guess to at least pay attention to those things because some, i hey, we're all human like we all decide sometimes uh, i'm feeling fine it's fine i'm just gonna go to work i'm just gonna go to school i'm just gonna do whatever i'm gonna do but sometimes we should pay attention to these vital signs and say, Hey, maybe we are feeling a little off today. Yeah. I'm an advocate for uh, when you're sick, when you're getting sick, a lot of people just let it happen to them and don't really do anything. But I, I take preventative measures to reduce the symptoms without medicine or stuff. So if I got uh this data early maybe i'll sleep an extra hour or something to be more able to address the cold or whatever that's true i mean a lot of those things too i mean i, I don't 100 i can't say this for sure but i have a feeling that with machine learning and these met these vital sign metrics that we have we could probably predict things like illnesses a lot or at least more in advance than we can with just our own feelings you know you might be able to tell hey if you're if your ring or your watch whatever you're wearing can tell that you're getting just slightly less oxygen per breath because your asthma is flaring up or maybe you're getting um your heartbeats slightly accelerated because you're thinking you might be getting just the beginning of a fever that's probably it can it can detect that probably faster than you can detect it as a person you know you probably aren't thinking about it you're at work you're working um you don't even think about all that stuff, but you're whatever's measuring you, your ring, and it, it can tell what's going on. So I think there's something to be said for that, right? I mean, we think that we have all these answers as humans, but really when it comes down to it, these computers, this technology probably is a little more precise than we are, or our brains are at least. Yeah. I also think that the pandemic also gave them a, a lot of data because um, they were monitoring all these um data <laughs> so they could see the steps of getting sick and stuff and they monitored a lot especially with this ring they could see that the data like dropped off like why, why is my data all messed up and then they realized they're getting sick and so they got they kind of selling that more i guess um, yeah yeah the, I guess the biggest question for me is like, it's on your finger, your hands. I don't know how warm it can sense, and like, I don't know if that's gonna be 
indicative completely of being sick or not because usually fevers you feel more on your forehead to your body but if you if your hand and you're like using it for like you know active like labor and stuff i don't know there will obviously how... be some differences you know if you have your hand above a fryer you know that's gonna be a little yeah more than it is if you're seeing it at death and what it, it's gonna say oh you're getting you're getting sick trevor you're like no, uh. <laughs> if your ring whatever is next to your skin it's measuring your skin temperature it can probably tell hey if, if normally there's even if normally at work your skin temperature is whatever 85 degrees or whatever it is um I would hope that it's smart enough to know, hey, this is your normal and you're you're currently five degrees above normal. I mean, it should be able to tell yeah. at least that much. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe if you're having a fever or you're getting sick, it's more likely that your hand's going to be colder than usual because you're trying to pull resources to like your, maybe your heart or your brain or whatever. Your vital organs. Yeah. So it'll probably be colder hands than warmer hands. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I I actually overall, it's pretty awesome to see this um, technology get improved in something like a ring. I mean, hey, five or eight, five or six years ago, having a watch that could do that was pretty cool. But um, having a really small thing like a ring is that's pretty cool too. I'm still at the stage personally where I'm fine wearing a watch because the ring, I wear lots of, I wear jewelry, I wear rings and like what the rings I wear to me are, are they're important to me. And they're, they're like, I guess you call them style or fashion rings. They're like, um, I don't have them on right now. So my fingers are bare, but oh no, um, I know, but they're, they're not just plain bands. You know, there's not like a wedding ring thing. I wear like, I don't know, fused silver and gold and like inter- interesting things from like, like art rings. But, um, if I didn't, I would still consider wearing one of those rings. I think the idea of getting the technology out of your way is kind of cool. If you're already going to wear just a small band, hey, that's perhaps a little bit less intrusive than wearing a whole watch. Yeah. Uh, for some people, I don't mind wearing a watch. I think it's fine. I'm one of those alt kids, those <laughs> really cool rocker kids who loved wearing spiked bracelets or whatever in, in high school. So wearing a watch doesn't feel that different to me. But for a lot of people, uh-huh. a ring is maybe an easier sell than a whole bracelet. I don't know. Do you have a, uh, and do you have like a ring coming? Or are you gonna wait for it, Alex? Or... Well, I was wondering, like, is this coming like once a year or what? And I was surprised it's once every three years and they offered me like a 25% discount. So good. And they also have this new like subscription program thing. I'm not really that interested in that, but they're going to, they're willing to give me that for free as a lifetime membership because I owned the previous version of the ring. Oh, so if I, I don't know, I'd, don't really use their like meditation guidance that they have and I don't really use this the sleep noises and stuff but they were they're offering their like extra services for free now is that like <laughs> through their oil ring app or yeah it is through the app yeah I, I read somewhere that now you have to use your app for a lot of the um 
data coming through the ring. So, yeah, it also does pull from other apps like uh, Apple stuff. But yeah, I mean, it makes some sense that you'd have to use the the dedicated app for whatever software <laughs> that is. I mean, that's not too that's not too outlandish to think about. But, oh, it should be open source, and you should be able to be able to make whatever yeah, you want I with it. <laughs> Sometimes companies just don't even have an app. They're like, "Yeah, use this app," and we partnered with them. I don't know. And that's yeah. why you buy an iPhone and get a fucking Apple Watch, and your life is simple. <laughs> but yes, okay. yeah, I had like a Google, not a Google, a fossil watch and hey, that's a real not brand. all of it it's a good brand yeah but they don't have like a fossil app you know it's not like an app that's like ties all your metrics and all your data you, into it so you just, i had like a, a few different apps thing or does it not have a companion i had to use like phone? my uh data from google's fit or like i had to download like a health my mate like uh, uh, what is it heart rate detector app or whatever it's like i had like a few different apps but like it's good that like aura has one centralized app i like that on my phone, like with my apple watch it's just a, like a watch app you just go in there and like change all the settings and then there's like a health app that's shared between the phone and the watch where you can get all the different data that all the devices collect are in one place that's, that's definitely useful whether it's you know the apple watch or if it's a different device like having everything integrate is a big reason. Like you don't, yeah. I can see it being kind of annoying to buy a device and have it just kind of sit there doing its own thing versus having one that can integrate with your system and have all the data shared and like tracked in the same way. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, that's, is it, released or is there like a window how much do those things cost gonna... is that like is a it like th- 300 bucks right? yeah it costs 300 dollars. there is a more premium material versions that are 400 dollars. there's the, like a golden one and like a stealth one that's kind of matte finished and there's a uh, silver and black also what do you wear which version do you have i have the black version <clears throat> It's not really black. It's, like it's kind of black. like uh, it's kind of shiny. I I might try the silver one. Maybe I'll get it for my early birthday or Christmas or <laughs> something. Get myself something. To both of them because they're both in like three weeks span. <laughs> yeah. When's your birthday? In December, but <laughs> it's like me in January. It's like well. December twenty fifth. I know you guys are Christmas. so close to the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Birthday, oh, same thing. It's it's October. Maybe I can give myself a birthday present. <laughs> That's like me in September. My birthday is the end of September, and it's like it's just enough time where I can have a whole birthday and then also get Christmas. <laughs> so it's like hmm. yeah. Like, Sometimes I'm like, present. oh wait, this is okay. Wait, wait a month. Golden. This is my this is my Christmas present. It's perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, should I go on with my topic? It's um, it's interesting. Well, then go ahead. 
Yeah, um, this is a, I guess I'll just share the article because, oh, it's disabled, dang. Well, I guess not. I'll just read it myself. Um, I could make it so you could share. Let's see. Uh, it's up to you. Uh, it's not that big a video. Um, so yeah, this is a, um, it's probably a topic we've touched on earlier this year. Um, yeah, it's a cosmic object that within 47 days, it has emitted 1,652 FOBs or fast radio bursts. Um, the article says like, oh, the something really wants our attention, right? We don't know what it is. We don't know if it's like something that is really being transmitted towards us. So it's just like we're picking it up. Um, yeah, so uh, using the fast uh, radio uh, telescope, a.k.a. the Eye of Heaven, uh, they've gone a greater amount of detected FERBs. Um, and this is uh, in coordination with the National Observe. Astronomical observatories of the Chinese Academia of Science is a it's a long name. Um, yeah, so they they've been noticing like from this one source it, over the last month and a half, it's going off like like no tomorrow. Um, so FRBs are like highly energetic and they produce a year's worth of solar output in the year of the space of milliseconds. Um, wow. They say in this article, in rare cases, astronomers have found bursts that were repeating in nature, which has allowed them to conduct follow-up studies. Uh, so, I, uh, um, I enabled you to share if you want. I could see what happens. Let's see. Uh, still a window. This window. This is why we are in this video platform. Wow. Is it my showing? Is full screen. You've taken over my computer. <laughs> hey, look at that. Now you can see what's on my screen. Um, yeah, so they are showing us or in this article is saying that um yeah these FRBs are they don't have exactly they have it could be explained in multiple ways. They the first designated one was a, a random number one two one one oh two was originally detected in twenty twelve and was the first known repeater um while localized and it was chased back to 3 billion light years away. And then the previous one before that was 157-day cycle. That's only consists of 67-day inactive phase. Um, so, yeah, this one's a lot more active comparative to the last couple of findings they've discovered. Um, and this ran from August 29th to October 29th. 
2019. Uh, so it was a couple years ago. But, um, the, yeah, like I said, they detected no less than 1652, 1,652 um, independent birds within 60 hours, basically, over 47 days. Um, yeah, so it's a record. Uh, during peak hours, there's 122 births in one hour, which seems like comparative to the, the other couple observed observations is like as much as they got within their time period in one hour so <laughs> it's a big a lot more detected than before um yeah so they are challenged to find what the source is i don't know if they have the exact source of it yet um but yeah it's a people cool saying there's the theories of alien agency and i don't know so yeah this is a Im impression of the low lawyer boost observed by this radio observatory can't pronounce that a recibo yeah um yeah it goes on and talks about periodic nature of these bursts with searches lasting between one millisecond and a thousand seconds so i guess this telescope is specialized in uh picking up frbs um it's the world's largest antenna so that's cool um yeah, so hopefully <laughs> more not not more is figured out within this about what it is. So I don't know if my video okay, I have to push the button. So yeah. Cool. That's a little something to think about. <laughs> Where are these FRBs coming from? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they say it's from a faraway land in the middle of oh, the hills and far away. <laughs> in a land far, far away. So, Nick, did you want to talk about the ship, the chip shortage? Or oh, say yeah. anything about um, that? I just, I read an article recently that had a some quotes from the Intel CEO talking about how we're in the uh, everybody I feel well, I feel like everybody knows that we're kind of in the midst of this chip shortage going on worldwide for everything and uh, chips and honestly everything else I mean tons of things the supply chain for most goods has been really disrupted and uh, right now um, the Intel CEO was talking about how we're, we're kind of right in the thick of the chip shortage and how it might be till mid like i think earlier mid 2023 that we get parity between supply and demand which is not great for everybody who wants to have something that's really supply constrained right now um, mm -hmm. i can think of mostly things like game consoles gpus um, certain cpus um, computer components um, certain cameras 
uh, I'm sure some audio equipment, video equipment, any, anything that uses cars, anything that uses a lot of, or any sort of certain, um, you know, logic or CPU part or anything that's made as a, uh, on silicon, any of that, it's, it's, you're facing some pretty strong delays. So I thought that was interesting because I, I actually remember, I remember in the beginning of this pandemic, there was a top, there was a, there was a discussion amongst many people about how, what are, what kind of delays are we going to see when people leave work or when people have to stop producing as much because of the pandemic. And then that didn't really seem to affect us for a very long time, you know, for the first year or something, it really wasn't on everybody's mind. And now here we are in the end of 2021 and we're for a lot of different industries facing these really um, quite long lead times on if you just want to buy a product. Um, yeah. I've been, look, I've been looking at like, buying a little snapshot camera for myself. And even that has taken I, nowhere on, on any standard reputable website is that available for pickup or for, for shipping. And I'm sort of like, hmm, you know, normally in normal times, I could just buy, you know, I could give you my money and I could buy this camera, but it's not available. And it's, it's the same thing with a bunch of other parts, whether even, even right now, I mean, they, Apple put on the new MacBook Pros for sale. And within a few hours, it was December delivery from a, for right now it's it's like it, it was mid-October or late October so it's it's kind of it's interesting and kind of un, it's unfortunate to see that even the CEO of Intel thinks it's going to take till perhaps a year and a half till till we get really all everything going back to a normal rate again um, hey we can probably we can probably all live with a little bit of delay in our deliveries but it's not what we're used to. I mean, hey, you know, yeah. we, hey, I, we're all used to. And just the other day, a couple of days ago, I bought a new lens for my camera. And I'm used to things coming in a day or two, you know, because that's what Prime and whatever else has taught me to expect. And now it says, hey, it might come by next Tuesday. And now I'm just like, what is this? And what? I don't have an actual <laughs> delivery date. What is What? What? <laughs> so, and I don't really care because for me, that doesn't really matter. But it's just the idea of like, hey, we have to get used to this idea of things not being available to us all the time, which has been the case yeah. for years now. We've been able to, hey, I want I want to buy this pack of ramen off Amazon. Okay, they'll be here tomorrow. You know, and now you really have to <laughs> I want a box of cup noodles right now. Dude, multiple times I've done that. Cup noodles is the way to go. <laughs> but unless but, um, I don't even know the brand. But I bought some vegan ramen that was really good recently regardless um all i'm saying is that the chip shortage seems to be expected to go on for quite a while which is disappointing but we're all gonna have to deal with it and for some people if you're if you're happy with the technology that you have now you personally won't be affected that much but in general it's uh you know it'll be nice to get back eventually to a time in which hey if i really want to spend all this money at whatever thing i'm going to do if i want to spend four thousand dollars on a macbook or Five hundred dollars in the camera, whatever yeah, it's going to yeah. be. Like, eventually, it'll be nice to get back to the fact. That, okay, I can just order this, and it'll be here. As opposed to thinking, "Wow, how long is it going to be until I can get this whatever I'm going to order this piece of technology?" Just because of the chip shortage. Yeah, recently I tweeted like, "Why are we having Black Friday?" <laughs> because I saw like a. Uh, ad from uh, Best Buy's <laughs> we have this chip sword and you're going to sell all the product and now everybody's going to be like 
I can't, I need, I need this, I need to get a new computer for work or something and I can't get it like in a few months or so. <laughs> um, well, maybe yeah. that's the thing now. It's like, oh, you know, you can't buy the computer that you actually want. So, hey, let's put all these other shitty computers on sale. And now you can buy like, it's like okay i know but it's still a really cheap ass computer i mean <laughs> i don't know like yeah, yeah. The, but like the whole thing about uh the chip shortage uh drives other factors in like uh supply and demand like you said like not only does it encourage people to buy the first shipment of anything, then there's people that are buying them to resell them for double or triple the price, which also frustrates customers, consumers, because the companies don't really do much. They don't try to stop it. They they just want to make money. They don't care who buys it up. As long as they're getting sold, they're not going to say anything. Yeah. So a lot of technology, no matter what it is game consoles cameras phones computers graphics cards they're all being bought up put straight onto ebay for triple or quadruple the price and people are still buying them because they know what well, if they want the product they now have the money and they they don't yeah with all this time indoors you're not spending it going outside might as well just get the thing you want so you can enjoy it when you want it now instead of having to wait for who knows when the next shipment comes out in a couple months so and yeah yeah i mean i kind of feel that but to be honest if um right now maybe it's different but if it if it was let's say i don't know the middle of summer in 2020 or last fall 2020 i would have no idea how the future was going to go you know so yeah if, if somebody's going to tell me you could buy one of the new macbooks right now but it would cost you 200 $300, $400 more right now, I would almost maybe pay that at the time because who knows? You know yeah. I mean? Like, if you want to make sure you get one, what you're doing is on your computer right now and you want a nice computer, so you'd buy it, or you want a PS5, so you buy it, and you're willing to spend 50% or 100% more. Do I think it's shitty? Yeah. I mean, we shouldn't have to spend all these inflated prices, but I mean, I, I, like, I'm, I'm trying to say there's no, there's not really an excuse. I'm not saying it's good to scalp people. I'm just saying yeah. that for some people, it has been worth it, you know? Like, we shouldn't, nobody should have to just pay these ridiculously inflated prices. But for some people, I can see, I can see why they're spending the money because they want, yeah. the te- want the technology, whatever it is, a game console, a computer, a, you know, whatever the technology. And if it's going to be inflated, if you can go on eBay or something and spend 20% more and just buy it right now, people would rather spend the money and then not wait, which is disappointing. But that's all, that all goes back to the shortage and the, the uh, lack of production that's been going on with some of these things. So it's funny, even though in some areas, of the, at least our country, some areas have been getting better in terms of coronavirus. I know at least where I am in California, things are doing pretty all right. We have a lot of, we have a high vaccination rate. We have, you know, case numbers are pretty low. Um, that's great, but for other places, it's not. You know, and we um, we're still kind of in the pandemic, whether we like it or not. Whether you're in a really pl- uh, really problematic place with if you're if you live in an area with tons of coronavirus still, or if you live in a place that's really vaccinated and not having coronavirus, 
we're all affected by it still, no matter where you are, what country, what, whatever you are in the world. Like right now, the world's still messed up by coronavirus. So it's, um, yeah, you don't really have a choice right now. If you want to buy something and it's not in stock, you have to wait or you have to pay more. So it kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. At work, it's not only the chips that are short, we're short yeah. like all materials. And I heard this guy being uh, told the lead time of what they're asking for is 26 weeks. It's like, uh, that is not realistic at all. <laughs> the project was, the project will be ended by then. You got to figure out something else. There's, there's no way we could work with 26 weeks. It's like half a year later, <laughs> you'll get the stuff to us. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I was thinking to myself too, where I work, we are um, or a photo lab that produces all kinds of prints on different media and some of our some types of paper for us or some types of framing like we get frame moldings to make frame prints for people and those are ordered out for weeks or months or a long time and i'm thinking to myself i mean some people will order something yeah sure we can get it to them in a month or two but a lot of people don't want to wait that long you know it's amazing that you think for a while okay it's just the chip shortage but everything so many things have been delayed you know a wooden molding for a frame for a photo lab or building materials for architectural firm or whatever it is i mean there's it's like things that you don't normally think about i'm sure there's certain foods for restaurants that are hard to get or whatever it is but yeah i mean i mean we're all it's in general (laughs) everything now it's including like little things you not think is an issue like we get plastic um like aprons right just so you don't get all the clothes dirty like a couple hours of work so we have these plastic aprons to cover us at one time we ran out and the factory just didn't make any so we had to like buy from other amazon shops and get our own and then like the big boss he was like kind of annoyed like where are my supplies they're not sending me the supplies i don't think they weren't sending them they just didn't have them uh yeah yeah so exactly what's been happening i mean sometimes yeah you go up every level right you're a worker and you go okay where's my supplies you ask your manager and that manager goes okay well i don't know where's my supply they ask their manager they go okay well it's out of stock so they ask for their supply contacts that's out of stock i mean there's there's only so much that anybody can do right now <laughs> you know i mean you go you go all the way up the chain and it's still out of stock and you have to wait you know i noticed that because part of part of my job not not really my job but i, I talk to the people who deal with inventory where i work and they they say you know hey this is a thing that you don't think would be affected by all these shortages but it is you know we, we can't get this this random barnwood frame molding or whatever it is for this you know photo framing product and that's why it's it's either unavailable or it's gone up 30 percent in price or something crazy because you just can't find it right now for whatever reason so you know it's whether it's a plastic apron for the chick-fil-a or whatever it is it's like all this stuff is hard to find right now which is super annoying but i mean in a way that it kind of fucking sucks because the other day i was, I was just on amazon casually looking at these various things i would like to buy and i was like oh this, this is a camera lens that I've been wanting for a while. And then it was in stock. It said, oh, one left. And I was like, well, I've been wanting it for a while. Why don't I just do these uh, Amazon installments without tax or whatever? Or not without tax, without, without interest. 
so I bought it and now I'm like oh great like now I have a lens now I have to fucking take some photos <laughs> with it I have an excuse to use my camera but um, <laughs> I, do, I do think about the I shouldn't I think about the shortages sometimes I'm like oh should I buy whatever this item is because if I can get it yeah. now who knows how long I'll have to wait till I get it I mean yeah. it's a dumb excuse but it is an excuse I think I mean with some things I was thinking about where I work we're trying to we're considering a new camera for some, what, some of the work we do. And I'm thinking to myself, it's not even that easy to get. Like, even if we get approval within our company to buy that, where are we going to buy that? Because where can we find one that's in stock? I mean, it's, it's annoying right now. But we're all, again, we're all dealing with that. So, you know, yeah. not, not individual to any of us, but hey, we're all, we can all share the fact that certain things around the world are just hard to find right now. Yeah, it's really hard, yeah, especially if you have a timeline that you need to follow, but you can't. Yeah. You, you have you can't just say, "Oh, there's no materials." They have to find it somehow, like get it from the next state over or Dude, I've some had other my, I've random had my place. Lab say, like they don't tell our customers, "Oh, we're we're completely out of 44 inch yeah. cold press paper or whatever it is," and then the our customers call me at my store and they go, Oh, my order's not in. Or, okay, I haven't heard you from you guys in a week and a half. And I'm like, well, that, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, that wasn't my job. Nobody told you that was out of stock. And I, I have to put it in my face to go, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry for the miscommunication. Let me go find out what's going on. I put them on hold for like a few seconds and I already know the answer. And I take them off. Hold, I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You know, it sounds like there's a material shortage. So it's going to be a few more days. Um, please call our 1-800 number <laughs> so that you can talk to the actual support people who will help you. But me here humbly will tell you, call us back at the end of the week if you don't hear from us. But it's just like, come on. Like, it's so many things that are really, you know, people, not everybody realizes how fucked the supply chain is right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's, we all try to deal with it on, on our end at whatever jobs we do, whether it's architectural construction or, Chicken materials, chicken, chicken, whatever it is. Fish, yeah. Sometimes we get like a fish later than usual, but it gets there. It's fine though. I mean, as long as it's been refrigerated, it's all. It's been frozen, flash frozen. It's fresh frozen. That's what they call it. Caught frozen, you know, like straight from the pond frozen. Yeah, you catch the fish frozen. <laughs> yeah, you like freeze it and it's done. It's frozen. Do you guys have just hella like fish, like whole fish where you work? You guys have to turn that into food. Yeah, I mean it's already like filleted, it right? Bone? Like it doesn't have scales, it doesn't have bones. You just like chop it up and. Oh. Okay. It's ready yeah, I mean, to serve. I guess that sounds I mean, super cooked. dumb, but I mean, there's different ways you can receive fish. Some people yeah. receive just whole ass fish. <laughs> Other people receive it like deboned and filleted <laughs> and ready to go. Yeah, we we get the more processed way, I would say. That makes sense for a place that needs to serve the fish pretty quickly. Fish. Chicken. Fish shack. Chicken. Right. Best fish and chips in town. Do you have to get the whole fish when you like can't get the whole process thing? Um, I mean, we get it as a fillet. We don't get it as a fish with the head on it, and you have to debone it. Oh. 
That's what I meant by process. So it doesn't seem like you've reached the supply limit of the fillets yet. <laughs> no, it's still a delay sometimes. Like sometimes we'd be like, yeah, we ran out of salmon. Like, okay, it's weird. <laughs> so in a day or two, we get the salmon. And like, okay, now we can serve our fish sandwiches. It reminds me when I was a kid, um, I think I was in, I don't know, elementary school. I went over to one of my friend's houses for dinner and um, his brother was like, oh yeah, we're having uh, cartoon fishy for dinner. And I was like, what does that mean? And they just served a, like a whole fish, like a scaled everything. It was just on the, on the <laughs> table and they, they had baked it or whatever. And I was like, oh, they're calling it cartoon fish because it's all the face. <laughs> okay that's kind of fucked up but uh i mean i've had it that way it's pretty good i'm not saying it's terrible i'm just saying like i was i was not sure what to expect it's okay cartoon fishy let's go and then here's this whole entire fish they had to fucking cut up in front of me but you know i go back and forth on meat and fish i eat it sometimes and then well, I think I'm getting a little too pudgy. I go vegan. So right now I'm in, I'm in my like no meat phase, but we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't cook I've myself just, meat yeah. either. I just don't eat chicken, fish, meat. Works at the Chick Fil A. Works at the Fish Fil A. <laughs> I know. I was just talking about that work. I'm like, oh, you. But how? How does? How do you feel like seeing all this meat and like chicken all the time? Like. Well, I mean, maybe it's because I wasn't vegetarian before growing up. I'm like, everyone eats like chicken. I'm not like, I'm not like disgusted by it. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, it's not like your Tarzan, like, oh, I've never seen anybody eat meat before. (laughs) What is this? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like uh, oblivious to what people eat. I'm not like, someone everyone has a choice i'm not gonna say like no you can't eat me me, though i mean sometimes people talk about what they eat i'm like i feel bad because i feel like an asshole i mean i know okay i'm an asshole but i I still feel like it i'm like there's a difference between being an asshole feeling like one and i do feel like it because people say oh i went to whatever and i ate whatever i'm like that's what you put into your body like you ate two pounds of steak what whatever it is i'm sort of like okay but hey you know what i shouldn't judge you too bad for whatever you do but part of me yeah is like uh, it, ma- it makes me feel a little bit better about my like my vegan pasta and salad that i have for dinner i'm like okay well i'm doing all right i guess like i didn't have a massive fucking steak or whatever people are eating steak and potatoes fuck that the country con- country <laughs> don't actually do at me send me hate mail i don't care but here I am saying steak and potatoes is gross. So, yeah, I like potatoes. I like potatoes, but I don't want a whole weird semi raw steak. I never liked steak. It was just too messy, you know. Like, it's just, it's just so much work. You cut it's it off the bone, and, and then you have to like chew it. I'm just like when I chew yeah. steak, I think to myself like it feels like I'm <laughs> chewing into an animal or human. And it feels weird, and it doesn't taste that great. Like it tastes like whatever you cook it with. I could, I could easily cook any other meat or plant or tofu, whatever I'm eating. It would taste as good, but it wouldn't be a fucking muscle. I don't know. And then, like, you go to a sushi place, and for some reason, you ask for this miso, and like, actually, it's not vegetarian. Like, 
you have to cook it with fish sauce. I'm pretty sure you don't need to cook it with fish sauce or anything. Yeah, but I'm surprised. I feel like most, yeah, I would think most miso is probably vegan. Honestly, I don't know why you would put animal products into that. I don't know. Yeah, but but that I, I wish I had some right now. But maybe over the yeah. weekend I'll get Japanese food. We'll see. Yeah, um, I spent uh, planted, so. 50 bucks on my meal yesterday. So, I mean, YOLO. Yeah, you know, life is too short yeah. for boring food. Life yeah. is too short for boring clothes. Whenever anybody asks me anything, they're like, oh, where'd you go? that's a really cool jacket, Nick. Or, wow, you're spending so much on lunch. I'm like, dude, life is too short for boring anything. Like, how long are we going to be here? Enjoy what you're going to enjoy, honestly. Like, Spend an extra 20 bucks on lunch. Spend an extra 200 bucks on a jacket. Whatever you're going to do. Whatever makes you feel good. I mean, at the end of the day, all we have is our phones. $3,000 on your computer. Yeah. Spend a lot of money. So basically, moral of the story, spend money on yourself and feel good. <laughs> yeah, that's the message Don't the worry podcast. about tomorrow. Okay. Get it today. Worry about tomorrow. Think how how fast is my computer going to be tomorrow? Well, if I buy, if I spend five thousand dollars, it will be real fast. So how fast am I going to get out of this debt? Well, it depends. Um, if I use the computer to make money, I will get out of it pretty quickly. Then you get expensive. Some of us use our computers to make money. So I wish. Well, okay, work. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing uh, a little too hard, and I lost a little my my composure a little bit. <laughs> my well, my eyes watering and stuff. Well, <clears throat> I uh, will have more to um, report on next week. So yeah, yeah. I want to talk about your new phone. My new phone, uh, whatever happens and with the rats. So rats. be a good time. Everybody, right? Whoever might possibly be listening to right now, go to YouTube, type in "rats ghost" and then watch the watch the music video for "rats" by Ghost. It's really fucking good, and it's a great song. So. Imagine that song playing Rats by Ghost while Trevor is trying to feed the rats in his house poison so that they fucking die. And yeah. just, just kind of think about everybody's choices in their lives. Um, we're all going to wish that we're a ghost, but we're, we realize that we're actually the rats eating the poison. Yeah. I mean, we are here for a good time, not for a long time. I'm here for a good time. not here for a long time. Hmm. Good song. Well, I think uh, we are summed up. Is that correct, Alex? Yeah. Thank you for. Sounds like this. Overwatch to play Overwatch. Well, I'm just uncomfortable sitting in this hunched position. So. Straighten your back, dude. Get up. I, I mean, and then I'm just super far away. Yeah, and my microphone's right here. So. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh, spooky Halloween episode. Ooh. Oh, dude, we had to watch at least one more movie with Allison. We have to watch a spooky movie for 
Dude, I have to really pack them in because there's there are. Yeah, you do. Hey, um, hey Siri, how many days are left before Halloween? Five. Four days. Wow. Boy. So got it right. Okay. So I have four days to watch some spooky movies before it's over. It's all over. Gone. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well. <laughs> I'll well, thanks for chatting, later. everybody. That was a fun little episode. So we can. Um, I think we're done for today, but we'll have more to talk about next week and the week week after that and the week after that. Yep. Uh, thank you, Alex and Trevor. Thanks. Talk to you later. Hopefully. <laughs>